Yeah, if if I want to go live in an apartment complex and it's and it's got a lazy river, it's a it's a plus. I'm William. I'm Dave. Dave is my pastor. Willie is a hospice chaplain. And we've been friends for more than 20 years. We've had thousands of conversations about things that matter and things that don't. So now we're inviting you to join in. Each week we pull a topic out of the hopper and talk about it. This is the Hopper Podcast. The Hopper Podcast is not professional advice, just two guys spitballing. So do your own research. Dave, you have two kids in college right now. Kind of two and a half. Two and a half? Yeah, because... um, my third child is in a high school college hybrid yeah. where they're getting college credit and high school credit. And living on campus. Living on campus. So they're living all three. Living on college campus. Yep. They're all three out of the house and they're all on a college campus. Wow. Um, the first two, I am paying tuition. Yeah. The third for this particular program, I do not currently have to pay anything. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Who's paying for that? The taxpayers? Uh, it's through a huge foundation that okay. some, some wealthy person established and it's just able to run itself from the, from the endowment. Even just two people that you're paying college tuition for, college tuition has gotten out of control. Absolutely out of control. How are, I don't know how you're doing it. It's uh, on a, on a preacher's salary, but golly, it is when we were going, when, I, when yeah. you and I were in college, we went to different schools, but. Uh, you went to a public school, public yep. university. State I went. School. I went to a private school uh-huh. uh, that was probably a little bit more expensive. But even mm-hmm. so, I was able to basically fund my own education. Yeah, I took out a few loans here and there, and I worked quite a bit to to. Uh, yeah. But the difference in price. Yeah, I I remember, um, and my mom paid for my education from her teacher's salary. Yeah, and um, and you know my. Uh, dad was working in insurance. They didn't, they weren't making you know, big big sure, bucks. Sure. But it was only seven thousand dollars for the entire year. Yep. Uh, room and board. Yeah. Uh, which you know at that time I thought, wow, that's a lot of money. Yep. Um, but now it's more like thirty thousand dollars. Yep. And and going up, only going up. Yeah. So if my two boys, if I had to pay sixty thousand dollars a year for them to go to school, that ain't happening. And that's at a at a public university. That's and and state, yep. uh, in state, state tuition. Yep. And, and so the way that you know I have to do it is I have to maximize whatever benefits I can from like my housing allowance and sure, sure, sure. Um, and their scholarships and their they were good students and they it's nuts. We've had to really, you know, work hard mm-hmm. to be able to, and it's still really tight and hard. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, when. When the third goes off to school and now there is some tuition, I'm hoping she gets a full ride because I, I don't know, man. Yeah. 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 I well, really do want to get them out of school debt free. Yeah. Because, you know, we have people in our church who have, uh, you know, we have a lawyer yeah. in our church uh-huh. who has school debt from, uh, not, had no undergraduate school debt. Right. But went to law school yep. and accrued loans. Yep. And those loans are so high. Yep. That she is not going to pay them off. Uh, it's just like indefinite. Yep. She's making payments on them every month, but the the loan amount keeps growing because the interest is greater than what she can pay. Yep. And this is a this is not a, a social worker. This is a lawyer. A lawyer. Right. Yeah. Who is employed as a employed, lawyer? Employed, working as a lawyer, and this is that tells me that this is not sustainable in Correct. our society. Correct. Yeah. Right. It's nuts. There's a lot of people like that. I I know not just her. I know yeah. a lot of people like that. Um, the The price has been going up at colleges. Now, um, 
over and over. And I want to I want to talk some about that because to mm-hmm. understand what's going on, mm-hmm. we need to to know some background here. Um, part of the issue is that the sticker price has been going up, while the actual price which has been going up, is not going up as fast as the sticker price. And that actually is a problem. Oh, yeah. So think about this. Uh, think about two schools that you might apply to or that your kids might apply to. School A, the sticker price is $18,000 a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just making up numbers. Right. Okay. And uh, But you get $3,000 in scholarships. Uh-huh. Okay, so then you actually end up paying $15,000 a year. Let's say another school, and and that's say that's the cost of the actual education is fifteen thousand dollars a year. Right. Let's talk about another school that's also the same exact price, same exact level of education, same exact price, fifteen thousand dollars a year. But what they do is that they say the sticker price, it's thirty thousand dollars a year. Yeah. And then they give you fifteen thousand dollars in scholarship. Right. So you end up paying the exact same amount for either school. Right. Which one would you rather go to? Almost everybody wants to go to the school that advertises, we're a $30,000 a year school. Uh-huh. And we're giving you all this money. And we're giving you a ton of money. Right. So the motivation for schools is to make that sticker price as high as possible. Right. Because who knows, maybe somebody will pay it. And it becomes attractive when we give you a whole bunch These of- huge scholarships. Scholarships. Yep. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. And another thing that that does is it limits comparison shopping. Absolutely. Yeah, it because makes it harder anyway. You got to go yeah. through a college application process which takes an enormous amount of work in order to actually even see what your actual price will be to go to that school. Yeah. And it you can't it takes so much time and energy to fill out to go through this process. Yeah. That you can't just see like what is the cost of education? What's the what's my ROI? Yeah, return on investment. You, there's, it's not. They've made it so that it's impossible to see the return on investment until you go through a massive uh, undertaking with the application yeah. process. So uh, another way that you can benefit your application, which they want to see you do, okay. is they want to see you uh, having expressed interest in the school yes. by attending tours, right. virtual tours. Right. Exactly. You've come to games. So that like the, the application process is not what it was for you and I where it's it's a, a couple of papers that you fill exactly. out and a couple of essays. Yes. There's a whole process of like I want to be uh, enculturated with this school, yes. and here's my yes. evidence yes, yes, leading yes. up to the application. That's right. Yeah, that costs money and travel and, you know, lodging. And, and time, and, and you that. just don't, yeah. you can't do that for a whole bunch of schools. Right. And right. There, and so it's, it's this whole secret thing, and you can't get much information. And so then that also right. benefits them tremendously. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons, that's some of the reasons, rather, that the sticker price has been going up and up and up. Um, and it allows the the actual price to be up as well. There is another mm-hmm. reason that prices have been going up, and that is that students, by and large, students pick the school they want to go to. Yeah, it's just it's business, man. Yeah, it's totally. like it's like we want to uh, attract as many students because we make money when right. students come here and pay tuition. So we want as many amenities That's right. as can possible, and, and you know. I liked the dining hall that yep. I went to. Sure. I went to the same dining hall sure. 
and I ate there, yep. and it was all you can eat, and yep. I was very happy with that. Yes. But that won't do these days. Nope. You need to have 15 different options That's or right. more, and they got to right. be all kinds all over the map. And That's right. You've got to have, uh, we didn't have any roller rink. We didn't have an <laughs> right. ice skating rink. We didn't have a, a rock climbing wall. We didn't right. have all of the stuff that college campuses now feel they have to to be competitive right. to get the students in to make the money. It's, it's an attractional model. And it's and the reason it's a tractional model, and but the students are uh, 17, 18, 19 years old. They're yeah. stupid. They they want to climb rock walls. Uh, of course. Do you, do you want the one with the rock wall, or do you want the one without the rock wall? Right. They're not thinking. Do you want the one with the good education, or the one with the not so good education? Do you want the one where you gotta you're gonna come out with a whole bunch of student loans, or the one where you're not gonna come out with a whole bunch of student loans? If they're if they were wise and mm-hmm. smart, they would be thinking about those things, not about the rock wall, the lazy river, the omelet station, and the beautiful new dorm suite. Yeah, but because they're seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, stupid, uh, that's all they're thinking about is these. Well- and silly things. And let's be honest, that that appeals to anyone. It appeals I to mean, anyone. Yeah, if if I want to go live in an apartment complex and it's and it's got a lazy river, it's a it's a plus. Yes. <laughs> right. But I can tell you right now, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm gonna, not 17, 18, 19 years right. old. I'm, I'm a not lot pay wiser than that. Yeah. And if I say here here, you want you want the lazy river or do you want the one without the lazy river and the price difference yeah. is significant, oh, I can tell you which right. one I'm going for. Right. I ain't going for the lazy river. Right. I'm not, because I know that that's going to cost me down the road yeah. in a way that I don't want. 17, 18, 19-year-olds, they're stupid enough that they are not paying attention to that. Yeah. They don't know how much, you don't, they don't know what yeah. the extra zeros mean. Plus, they don't, they don't know the value of a dollar like their mom and dad. They, Correct. Their mom and dad have been providing for Correct. them for all these years, Correct. and there's some assumptions about how right. easy it is to just make money and spend money yes. and have what you want. That's right. And, that, and part of that's part of you know parenting and failure yes. as parents to, hey, go get a job, work that job. Make, yes. make that money. Now give some of it to Uncle Sam. Yep. Now look what do you have left. Yep. Let's think about it. Was this really worth it to you? Yeah. Uh, well, you got to have some money. You know, you got to put you got to put gas in the car. You got to if you want to you want to right. see your friends. You need to make some money. That's right. And and that's I think a valuable lesson that everyone has to learn. Yeah. And uh, I'm for that reason I'm glad that there are fast food restaurants that pay very little. Mm-hmm. Um, because mm-hmm. I think it's a it's a there's a necessary tool there. Yes. Um. I don't like people making low wages, but when it's a kid in high school, I'm kind of like, hey, go learn the value of a yeah. dollar. That I like that. Mm. It, yeah, that's a very complex issue, but what, it, the precise thing what you're saying, I, I'm with you 100%. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So anyway, schools are trying to compete for kids. It's basically 17, 18, 19-year-olds who are making this decision, and they don't care about the ROI. Right. They care about the Lazy River the and the omelet station. Sure. So they're putting in a ton of those things, and those things are expensive. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, they got to be paid for. So all of a sudden, prices are going up. Dave, about six months ago, I discovered an app on my phone that you need to know about. Okay. It's called Dwell. 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 It's an audio Bible. Okay. Yeah. You can listen to the Bible anytime anywhere that you have your phone. It is, I'm telling you, fantastic. I listen in the car as I'm driving around to see my patients from home to home. What kind of translations does it have? Yeah, it has all different kinds of translations of the Bible. It has the ESV, Uh which is probably my favorite, but it's not, I don't listen to only that one. I also like the NIV, the New American Standard. It also has the King James, the New Living Translation, the NRSV. Actually, recently I've been uh, uh, 
listening through the prophets in the message, which is uh, Eugene, Eugene Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. So on, on Dwell, you can choose the reader. Uh, the person who's reading, you can personalize your reading plans. There's men and women. There's people with kind of uh, fast talkers and slow talkers. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, Dwell is great. Tell me about the app. Is it easy to use? Is it layout yeah. straightforward? Yeah. It is super easy to use. Good. Um, it is very intuitive. Um, here's the thing. The free version um, that you can download and just get, it has all the features, but it doesn't have the entire Bible. Hmm. Um, it's only got, I think it's got the Gospel of Matthew uh-huh. and maybe Genesis, maybe. Okay. Anyway, when I first started using it, when I heard about it, I saw how good Dwell was. I immediately became a lifetime member. Uh, but uh, so it does cost money to open up the entire app right. uh, for, for the entire Bible. But you can start with a monthly or yearly subscription. Gotcha. So I definitely need to check that out for sure. I mean, you've been talking a lot about it. Yep. And yep. now we have agreed to make an advertisement for them. That's we're, right. We're in biz with Dwell. That's right. We are. Because you have loved this app so I'm, much. Yep. And I need to check it out myself. So Hopper Podcast Hoppers, I invite you to do the same. You can see in our show notes how to find a deal with Dwell. And you'll also be supporting the Hopper Podcast. Yeah. Thanks a bunch. Here's another reason that prices are going up. Uh, The largest group of schools are public universities. There's Mm -hmm. also private universities and not-for-profits and for-profits and all like this. But most schools are uh, public schools. And those have been losing funding from their states. That happened uh, particularly after the 2008 recession. But more and more and more uh, states are not funding public universities the way they used to. And they have to make up that money somewhere. So tuitions are going up. Um, So that's a huge, huge deal. Uh, And one more thing I know of that is contributing to this, and that is uh, because of the increase in competition for all these students, uh, they are spending an enormous, schools are spending an enormous amount of money on advertising and fundraising and those kinds of things, the administrators, marketing, marketing. Mm-hmm. so uh, the number of people that are full-time employees of the school that are not directly involved in education right. has exploded. Yeah. Full-time people who are administrators mm-hmm. and- Customer acquisition. I mean, yeah. it is nuts. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, it used to be that a university had a few administrators who kind of- ran things and then mostly it's faculty now yeah the faculty are by far the few you know yeah. very very tiny amount of employees of the school right yeah right yeah and so that's also where that that's coming from um purdue university had a very interesting had not anymore had a very interesting trial system have you heard about what they were trying to do it was called um uh, back the boilers, back the boiler makers, or something like that. Have you um, heard about this? I think you and I have talked about this before. It's ringing a bell. Yeah. So what they what they tried doing for some time is that they would have uh, students go through school and not pay any tuition. Yeah. But but yeah. During after they graduated, so the first ten years. So if you take a gap year or something like that, or you're not working, or you're unemployed, that doesn't right. count. But the first ten years of your working. A percentage of your income goes to the school, to, right. goes to Purdue. And the this particular percentage is based on your major. 
uh-huh. right? So if you get a, a degree in chemical right. engineering, it is made, I don't remember the numbers, but it may be uh, 2% or 5% of your income. If you get a degree in English or psychology, uh-huh. it's going to be more like 10 or 15 or 20% of your income uh-huh. because those people don't make as much. The thing is, uh, they were losing money hand over fist. They had not figured out how to make this. And so a couple of years ago, they stopped. Uh-huh. They're not taking any more people like that. Right. But I love that idea because that gets the, right. the school invested in making sure that these people can pay off their... They, I want, that they're successful in they careers. They want them to be successful and, in their career. And placement in careers. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, another, another facet of this is that uh, colleges, when we were, even before us, it's been on this trend before us, but it's certainly... When we were there, it, it was not for everyone. Correct. And and now it's like an expectation that everyone goes to college. Yeah. It's almost part of your human development almost. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, the socialization, the soft skills, the uh, yeah. getting out on your own and all the partying and all the stupid mistakes. and yep. all. It's almost like a, a, a rite of passage or yep. something. Yep. And it, it's a very expensive one. Yeah. And it's an unnecessary one. Right. And it really, college, I think, needs to reduce itself back and he's dial it back mm-hmm. to a quality education to prepare someone for a job that they have interest in that mm-hmm. we need in our society. Mm-hmm. And uh, where are the trade schools? Where are the? You know, it's hard to get someone to come work on your house anymore. Yeah, and it's very expensive. Yes, and there's lots of room out there for people to learn how to be an electrician. Yep. or work on or work on HVAC systems yep. and uh, or paint mm-hmm. or, or, or and start a business. Mm-hmm. And be very successful in that business. Mm-hmm. People are always looking for handyman or carpenters right. or builders, and there's there's a lot of work to be done in the trades. And you don't have to go to college. You can go to a trade school, or you can be a, apprenticed by someone. Yes, and and work for that company until you can get your license. Yep, and and ha- and start your own company. Right. Or run your own business, hire yeah. your own people, yeah. and, and then you can really make some money. Yeah, sure. If you're a business-minded person. Yeah. And that means landscaping and roofing and yep. all kinds of stuff that need to be done all the time. Yep. And uh, there's the, the, the field is open for those things. Sure. Uh, since everyone's going off to college, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think we need, to, we need to recapture some of that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just insist that everyone, if you don't go to college, you're not, you can't function in this society. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of what I see in college is, is, um, is not even helpful. Yeah. Well, okay. What do you mean? Say more about that. Um, so I think that everyone needs to learn to navigate um, relationships. Yes. And choices. Yes. Uh, am I going to be an alcoholic? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, am I going to uh, drink in moderation? Am I not going to drink at all? Yes. Um, is college the best place to make those decisions? Mm. I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fantasy land mm-hmm. that has a certain culture to it and mm-hmm. a certain expectation mm-hmm. that you do all kinds of experimentation. And I think that we're going to see many more alcoholics coming out of college these days than in the past. Mm. Did people drink in the past? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Did they drink in college? Absolutely. Sure. But the, it seems to be almost like uh, as, as these precedents are set, Mm-hmm. It's almost like a, a, it's more mainstream. It's easier. Um, my sons tell me about Thirsty Thursdays up at UK where um, everyone, uh, you know, drinks on Thursday. Yeah. It's it's a cultural thing. Yes. We never had something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it's like, is that really the best place in the best time of life for kids to be deciding uh, their alcohol usage? Yeah. Is it? I don't think it is. Yeah. 
this is the purpose of me coming here is yeah. to experiment in this way. Right. Uh, yeah, I need to figure out who I am and what I like and what yes. my sexuality is, what my affinities are, right. and have all these experiences and, and try the these different drugs. drugs let, and let, me, let me try, uh, am I the, the uh, studious person? Am I the athletic uh -huh. person? Am, am I, I the class the... clown? Where right. do I fit? You know, where, exactly. What's my social media going to be like? Yes, yeah, it, exactly. Who am I? That's not what college is about. And that's it what it shouldn't be. That's yeah. what it's becoming. Yes. And this is, I think, very troubling. Yes. Right? Like, can we, let's just get back to a real solid education. Maybe not so much indulgence, mm -hmm. not so many amenities. Mm -hmm. um, maybe there's a way we can, we can tweak the economy. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe we need to think about that, you know, and, and start putting forth some ideas. Yeah. Um, you know, we're good at griping, but yeah. uh, it actually takes some brain power to sit down and think, what, how could a college restructure itself? Yes. And that Purdue thing is interesting, therefore, it is. right? It is. Like, uh, let's think outside the box. Because then, then those motivations are aligned. If they can get the numbers right, the motivations are aligned for uh -huh. them to, uh, to, to make sure the students are successful rather than yeah. just... Right now, if, if we can get students in the... If I'm a university, I say, if I can get students in the door and get that student loan money then I don't care what happens to them afterwards. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's a problem. We want colleges and universities to be motivated to actually yeah. prepare young people, not just to sign on the line for their student loans to turn over that student loan money, but to actually be successful in the world right. and the economy to come. You know, and part of this I, I got to say about parenting, okay. right? Yeah. Um, make your kids do chores. Yeah. Get them up and make them do work. Yeah. Um, uh, teach them responsibility. Yeah. Teach them the value of a dollar. Yeah. Um, uh, ask them what kind of things they like to do yeah. and, uh, and make them do jobs they don't like to do yeah. so they know what that feels like. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I think it's so valuable that they learn how to work for like a 12-hour day yeah. at something they really don't like. Yeah. And you're on them for 12 hours. Yeah. And you say, this could be your life. Yeah. Let's see if there's anything that you really do like uh -huh. and want to do, uh -huh. so that when you're quote working, yeah. it's it's more uh, it's it doesn't feel like work mm -hmm. because it could be like this, mm -hmm. and that's true for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It is like that, mm -hmm. and um, that I think is a, a really really valuable parenting lesson that you can do in in different ways throughout mm -hmm. the years in mm -hmm. different intensities, mm -hmm. so that your kids are prepared to adult, mm -hmm. um, and. You know, I don't, I don't think I did the best job with that. If mm -hmm. I could go back, that's something I would definitely work on more. Mm -hmm. um, and the the expectation, the cultural expectation is a, is a, is a tide that is so hard to hold back. Mm -hmm. And it sweeps over, mm -hmm. um, you know, families and their kids. And uh, the culture is, is definitely changing. Yeah. And I think college is fitting into that in, yeah. a, in a negative way. Right. And so uh, we need to return to that. Do I really need to go to college? Yeah. What do I need it for? Right. Um, let's let's reevaluate that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that we don't need it. Of mm -hmm. course, don't put you know, mm -hmm. don't, don't hear what I'm not saying. Mm -hmm. But um, it does. It's we assume a lot. Yes. We we really the the culture trends really it's it is kind of the sheep you know just kind of moving and mm -hmm. um, there are people who are key players who are making the money and mm -hmm. there are people who are building the rock walls and the mm -hmm. lazy rivers and mm -hmm. there's you know all kinds of partnerships and stuff that this is, these things are complicated mm -hmm. um, and it, I think it's going to have to start with parents and their kids and those sorts of lessons over the years yeah um, to to really evaluate who they are, what do they want to do for a living, what is mm -hmm. this all about? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, their brains aren't fully formed until they're 25. Right. 
25. Right. Uh, their risk assessment is way off, especially in boys. Yes. Um, that's why you pay more insurance because they, they take more risks in a car yeah. and other, other things. Yeah. And so, yeah, like, uh, but back in the day, a young boy could run a farm before he went off to school. Oh yeah. He knew what responsibility was. Right. He knew how to take care of uh, all the animals and, right. and run the whole, because he had grown up with it and it was just part, it was ingrained in him. Right. Yeah. Where is that today? Right. What's it look like? Yeah. So, so we're not on a farm. So what are we doing? You yes. Know? And again, this is me, me thinking in retro. What would I have done differently? Yeah. Uh, you know, you learn as you go uh, and you look back with hindsight and say, oh man, I wish. But so if you're out there with young kids, listen to me. Yeah, you know? totally. That's right. Yeah. Learn That's something right. from my mistakes. I mean, I, I did that to, to some degree. I think I, I thought I was doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. But I look back and I say, hmm, maybe I could have done more. Yeah. I say the same thing. Yeah. I can say the same thing for sure. For sure. Uh when we lived uh, in Miami, we lived very close to the University of Miami, and we had a lot of students um, at our house a bunch and in our church and that kind of thing. And one of the things that my wife enjoyed was enjoyed was helping a lot of the students that we got to know uh, learn how to do laundry, uh huh, learn how to cook basic basic meals, yeah, um, and and a lot of those kind of basic cleaning, basic house cleaning. That they just never did before. Right. And so uh, that was before uh, we got our son. And so when we did, then we said, you know, she said, We're, he is going to learn how to do all these basic chores by the time he's, uh, mm-hmm. I forget what she said, 12 or 13 or something right. like that. And sure enough, he can he can cook, he can clean, he does his, he's yeah. been doing his own laundry for a yeah. long time. Yeah, good for um, her. You know, and yeah. that's all just, that's just normal. That, mm-hmm. you know, how to change your bed sheets and mm-hmm. how to, you know, keep things clean. Yeah. They got, he's got yep. no problem with that. Because we there were so many college students at the University of Miami that had no clue. Yeah. How to wash their clothes. It's remarkable, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I can remember being a child and my mom saying... Uh, you need to be able to make your own bowl of cereal. This is when I was very young. Yeah. Okay, where are the bowls? Where are yep. the spoons? Up, yeah. close the cabinet, close the drawer. As soon as you take the spoon out, close it. Where's the cereal? Yeah. Take it out, now close the cabinet. Right. Open the cereal. There you go. Pour it in the bowl. Yep. Now what do you do with the cereal? Okay, close, roll the thing down, the, yep. pe- the plastic, uh-huh. shut the box, put it back in, close the cabinet. Exactly. Get the milk out. <laughs> Open the lid. Pour yep. it in the milk. Don't pour too much. Yep. Uh, don't pour too little. Pour the right amount. Now what do you do? Put the lid on milk. Do you leave it on the counter? Yep. No. You put it back in the fridge. Do you leave the fridge door open? No. You. Cl- I remember that being yeah. very, very young. Yes. Right? I was like systematically trained. Yep. And so I, I never left it's milk beautiful. out on the counter. Yeah. You know? That's Ever. Right. <laughs> sure. Sure. Because you were trained. Yeah. And from an early age, and then you practiced it over and over and over again, and yeah. it's just, that's the way it is. Now, I was eating Fruit Loops and Fruity Pebbles, so I have some beef about that. Okay, well, <laughs> okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, I shouldn't have been eating that, but uh, I did learn how to put the milk away. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And those those are valuable skills. Okay, now here's another question. Um, you said earlier, and I think, uh, I don't want to disagree with you, but I want to question and add to it maybe, that... Um, in college, you need to learn to have a skill that you can get a job with in the future. Is Do you think that that's the main purpose of college, or is it for something else? I would say the main purpose historically has been to get the education that you need to do a certain job. 
Um, I think today it is our kids have not been parented and they, uh, there are all these opportunities to learn how to adult. And I think a very unhelpful way, Mm -hmm. um, you know, employers are looking for people with soft skills because they're, they're not there. Uh, what's happened that our soft skills are not there is college again, the best place for that. Um, but, uh, they're, they need to address that need if it's, there's a need, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, is a learning to adult part of it? Well, it's a, it's a small part of it, sure. but I think you should have been doing that a long time ago at home. Of course. So I, I really do think it's the place where you get the, the higher education from someone who knows their stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that there is also, uh, this is not for everybody, but we need a lot of people this way. Um, not just to prepare specifically for the job that you're going to have in the future, but also to be um, well-rounded in the liberal arts. And I, when I say liberal, I don't mean the, the Democrat, Republican, uh-huh. conservative liberal, but right. liberal in the classic liberal arts sense. That right. is, um, I still think we need people who are college-educated ought to have um, some sense of science and literature right. and philosophy and psychology, and theology, and in like a, this An really education. broad yeah. mm-hmm. education. Rather, th- so if you're going for a business degree, I think you should take some science, and mm-hmm. I think you should take some uh, arts, and I think you should take some athletics, and I think that you should you, you should. So that's the liberal arts idea, yep, yep. because we want well-rounded people. Now, to, if you're going to do a business degree, the uh, your knowledge of Shakespeare is probably not going to help you make more money or make better decisions mm-hmm. in business. But I think part of what it means to be a well-rounded, college-educated person, or there needs to be something here that says yeah. that you are a good thinker, a thought leader, which yeah. requires you to engage with your emotions and with history and with... I didn't include history in any of that stuff. Man, we need uh, we need yeah. people who know their history. Um, because all of that interacts and it, be, and it allows you to become a better thinker, a yeah. better brain, a better... Uh, and that does change the way that you treat ethics, treat other people, um, and that is that applies to every yeah. uh, kind of job that you could get. I agree, but I think that should be done prior to college, um, mostly. Okay. Okay. You know, I went to college. I don't remember reading Shakespeare in college, but I, I probably read 15 uh, different Shakespeare plays and works in in high school okay and talked about them and wrote papers on them mm-hmm. I remember reading idols of the king by Tennyson and you know all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and uh, but I was you know like you a biology degree mm-hmm. and I only had maybe two English classes in college okay but yeah, you had some I had some but so obviously I'm not you sure can't... that I, I particularly needed those um, now I was a good student and I was you know I was in advanced sure. classes sure, but sure. I think I think our schooling uh, our grade schooling up through high school is also failing mm-hmm. and, and that should have been done. Mm-hmm. You should have had a, a very healthy liberal arts education coming out of high school, mm-hmm. okay. science, history, English, right. Shakespeare, whatever, all those, all that should have been there. Yep. And, uh, and I, and I do agree with the classical format that 
early years, kids are really, really good at learning language, mm -hmm. and we wait till high school when yeah. they're not so good what? at learning no language. World? That's a backwards. Yeah. They're also really, really good at memorization, yep. and that memorization will last their lifetime. Yes. And so we need to pound a lot of information into their heads at an early age, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then you graduate from uh, all that memorization mm -hmm. and language learning to uh, how to process that, mm -hmm. right? and, and um, what you think about it. Mm -hmm. And then you graduate from that and, and learning rhetoric and how to communicate it mm -hmm. and how to, uh, and more of the soft skills and in, in, in interacting with that information. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the classic model. Yeah. And I think that's really good. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I agree with you, but it should, we should be doing far better than we are when by the time someone's 18 and they graduated, both in, in uh, that liberal arts education, but also just adulting mm -hmm. and working mm -hmm. and and not being such a lazy, indulgent, you know, mm -hmm. person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, some of it in college, for sure. Yeah. A little spattering here and there. I was really happy that I didn't have to take calculus in college. Yeah. I was really, really happy I didn't have to take any French. Sure. Well, that makes sense. But to have some of it, which is which makes it different than a trade school, where you're going to, for HVAC, you know, if you're going to go to become a plumber or whatever, you're going to take some classes maybe mm -hmm. at a community college, but you're not going to take an, an art appreciation class probably. Right. right. No, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The difference between a trade school, I'm saying we need more trade schools. Yeah. And we need oh, more people agree. going agree. to trade schools and not going to college. Right. Um, but I'm, yeah, I agree with you. If you're going to go to college, you need to be well educated and well rounded. But a lot of that should have been done. Yes. But a lot of people say that, uh, that colleges need to, their main thing is to prepare people for um, a job. And if I'm going to become a doctor, then yeah, maybe art appreciation is not something that is mm -hmm. going to, I say, well, why would this? Uh, I still think it's important. I, yeah, I think, think you should have been taking art since you were in, in grade school. Fair enough. And I, had, I remember my art teachers, they were some of my favorite people. Yeah. I remember certain projects I did in art. Art was a big part of my mm -hmm. uh, high, all the way through high school. Mm -hmm. I took art classes all the way through. Mm -hmm. I had one in college. Yeah. One. Yeah. And I don't think I needed it. Yeah. I think I had enough art in place. Um, and what I really, if I was really focused in on, say, being a doctor, mm -hmm. I probably should have learned more in that direction because there's so much to learn. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but I, I agree with you. I want, I want well-rounded people. I, I, I really do support arts athletics and music programs all the way through school. Yeah. I think they're important. I think every kid should be forced to play an instrument at least for a year. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and they're, oh, oh, no, no. I, I'm sorry. That's my I, opinion. I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think they should be forced to, to, to try it yep. for a year I and agree. then maybe... Maybe more. I and, don't know. But and, and sports, PE absolutely, as well. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, forced to take an art class, mm -hmm. learn how to, to draw some basic things and mm -hmm. and learn about how beneficial art is mm -hmm. to you mentally and mm -hmm. uh, just, you know, a well-rounded mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. We should be producing that. All, uh, when they're 18, They should it, it should be there. Yeah. 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 So then I could I could really see college focusing more on... Learning how to be an engineer, you know, yeah, learning sure. how to be a doctor, because there's a lot to learn. There is a lot to learn. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we've kind of gotten off topic from the high cost of education. Well, we tend um, to do that, don't we? We tend to do that. Yeah. But, okay, so let's get back to that. Is there anything more to, like, what are we, wh where is this going? It, if we continue with this trend. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's not just sustainable. Gonna go, it, it's going to keep, yeah. Uh, the whole college debt thing. 
mm-hmm. is is not sustainable. That's I think that's the other episode we talked about was college debt. That's right. And how Biden was kind of doing a political play, right. but it's not going to solve the that's problem. That's been shut down. Yeah. And so we need to solve that problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, people need to be able to get higher education and not pay the rest of their lives, mm-hmm. not be like an indentured servant, especially if they're you know a doctor and a lawyer and like jobs that make money. Mm-hmm. They should be able to pay their debt totally. pretty quickly. That's right. right. Um, and it, debt is business. Yep. It's big business. It's big business. And so I think we, you know, and usury is a, is a sin. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, we need to think about this as a society, right? Mm-hmm. How much big business from debt do we want, mm-hmm. right? Now we need to be able to loan and borrow and, you know, you, you're not going to have enough money to start a business. You need to borrow money. There's certain risks or certain, I, I get all that. I'm not saying shut it down, mm-hmm. but man, it needs to be reformed. And yeah. especially when it comes to college yeah. education. And not all college uh, degrees are worth the same. So the highest right. level of college degrees, chemical engineering and mm-hmm. uh, uh, petroleum engineering and you know, those kinds of things, and, yeah. those make Finance. an enormous amount of money. Uh-huh. Uh, if you get a psychology degree or an English degree, right? yeah, you're not making... And, and the price tags... The tuition price tags for those are about the same, similar, yeah. not the same, but similar. That's right. That's right. And yeah. And so for a student going in and saying, I really don't know what I want to do. Well, you know, maybe if you're going to be a chemical engineer, taking out loans uh, on the neighborhood of what your kids are yeah. paying. Oh, yeah. That's going to pay back. That's You should not feel bad about that. Yeah. But if you go in and say, well, maybe I'll be a chemical engineer. Maybe I'll be an English teacher. Right. Okay. You need to be um, very careful with your loans. You should not be, be taking out loans. Yeah. Yeah. And and maybe and and maybe they don't need as many credit hours. The majors are not the same, right? Right. Some. Uh, I mean, uh, my degree in business. Uh, I mean, uh, in biology was sixty some hours. Yeah. There's a communication degree that's thirty hours. Sure. I'm thinking, well, what do they do with all that extra time? What right. classes did they take? Why yeah. did they graduate early? Right. Right. There, there need to be more options. And I think there are increasingly so. Yeah. For us, it was a four-year standard. Totally. Standard price tag. Mm-hmm. You come out with whatever education you wanted, mm-hmm. but uh, you, you spent the same amount of time in class. Uh, that, mm-hmm. That's uh, that's passe, I think. Let's, and that's where I'm saying let's gear towards those careers and those jobs, mm-hmm. and help students make those decisions. You want to? Uh, you you love psychology? Great. Mm-hmm. We really need psychologists. Yeah, we do. Now, if you just want to study psychology for the for the fun of it, yeah. Uh, maybe it, you do need a, a professor coming along saying, hey, have you thought about how to use this? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's apply this. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have you done any hours sitting in with a psychologist? Mm-hmm. Um, we need mental health care. Mm-hmm. There's a shortage. I don't know if you, we need counselors. Oh, yeah. I mean, have you looked for a counselor in this town? I have. It, it, you know, it's, you know, pastors and chaplains, we, we, people ask us for this thing. Yeah, and, they do. You know, it's hard to find. Very. Uh, where you feel like, I really feel good about this one, mm-hmm. you know? Um, we need people doing that job. Mm-hmm. There's there's a market for it. Mm-hmm. Can we take people who love psychology and, and help them find that way mm-hmm. and maybe give them some business classes, to, uh, teach them how to hang a shingle and start, a, you know, mm-hmm. and really make some money mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, hire other people and... Yeah, and that's where the school that has their motives aligned, like uh, Purdue was trying to do, mm-hmm. to say, you know, we're going to not only give you the psychology degree, but 
we have found that our people who become counselors, because and usually you need more help after just an undergraduate degree to yeah. become a counselor, but people who are becoming counselors, they have a, they're not very good at the business sense because that's just, just how they're wired. And so we are going to help you to uh, find a place, you know, and, and give you some get you set up so that you know how to make, start making money. Because when right. you start making money, then we start making money. If you can align those motivations, right. uh, it's much, much better. It definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it was failing, huh? They, it wasn't working out. It, uh, I think that they're, they're saying that they're going to try and start it up again, that they're switching vendors or something. But I think it's been a couple years, and it's, it's – mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not making the money that they're that they thought that they would. People taking advantage of the system. Mm. Uh, they they got to get the numbers right, right? So you yeah. say, uh, you know, these this major, if you graduate, then you only have to give two percent, and this major, you have to graduate, you get, you, you know, whatever. They got to get their numbers right, but it's uh, we need something uh-huh. that's going to work that way, right? Right. Rather than all they care about is is that um, sign on the dotted line at the beginning yeah. of the semester. Let's just flood the then, money in. Because then they basically yeah. have you, and they don't have to give you anything. Because you don't yeah. know what you're getting. And by the way, the rates change on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. They keep going up. Right. And the scholarships can go down. Yes. Yeah. And so once they've got you, they've got you. Yeah. 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 Um, the other thing that that would do if, is they would be motivated to help you actually go to class and to learn to master your trade, to master your uh, education, so that you can actually excel when you get into your career. Right now, colleges have no interest, not, I mean, not no financial interest, uh-huh. maybe individuals care, but the school as a school does not care whatsoever if you're successful. Yeah. They don't. There's no reason for them to. Right. But if we can get them to care about that, that would be a huge deal. It would. Yeah. And it, it just makes sense in terms of a set of loans, right? It's, yeah. it's a loan in a way, right? It's, it's a it's kind a, of loan. It's a yeah. kind of loan. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, not a, it's not big business debt. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a loan where the interests are aligned. Yeah. It's, it's an investment in you. And so what they're doing is that they're saying, is this person... So you get someone who, is, um, who has no... Who takes the SAT and they have no math skills whatsoever. And they want to go into chemical engineering. Uh, the school's going to say no. Right. Why, are the, right. why is the school going to say no? Because you're not going to make any money. You're going to fail at this. Right. Right now, what's the school going to say? Sign on the dotted line. Give as, us As long as you pay me. We'll, as long as you yeah. pay me, you can get in the program. Right. Right? And that's that's terrible. That's a terrible system. So I want to yeah. see more of these this Purdue kind of uh, type style. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. Thinking out of the box and seeing what can happen. Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. I'm done talking about this. Yeah. Thanks. Hey there, faithful listeners of the Hopper Podcast. We are truly grateful for your continued support. Your enthusiasm keeps this podcast going strong. We have something special we'd like to share with you today, an opportunity to take your involvement to the next level. Introducing the Hopper Podcast crew. You're all access pass to even more of what you love about our podcast. For just $5 a month or $50 a year, you can join the crew and enjoy exclusive bonus episodes that dive deeper into the topics you care about. And access to extra interview segments that didn't make our regular episodes. 
And here's the best part as a member. You're going to enjoy ad-free episodes. So say goodbye to those interruptions. Hey, but that's not all. By becoming a member of the Hopper Podcast crew, you're doing more than just getting extra content. You're supporting independent podcasting that promotes civil discourse from a Christian perspective. And your membership helps to ensure that we can continue bringing you thought-provoking content week after week. So how can you join the crew? It's simple. Just head on over to our website, thehopperpodcast.org, and click on the Become a Member button. Or if you want, you can click on a link in the show notes of this episode. You can choose either the monthly or yearly subscription that works best for you. Once you're a member, you'll get instant access to all the exclusive content and benefits we've mentioned. Plus, You'll be part of the community that values respectful dialogue, open-mindedness, and thoughtful commentary. Thanks for being a part of our podcasting journey. We can't wait to have you join the Hopper Podcast crew. And so until next time, keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. Hey, Willie. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of stuff on the interwebs. Yeah. And uh, I have before us here a Roadkill Cafe menu. Let me see. And I thought maybe we'd talk about some of these options. Okay. Um, I like this category here, canine cuisine. Canine cuisine, You'll yep. eat like a hog when you taste our dog. <laughs> yeah, so okay. Uh, yeah, there's like, here's Slab of Lab. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, see, you can pit, uh-huh. pit bull pot pie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sharpe filet. I like that. Poodles and noodles. Yeah. I, that sounds good. I might have the poodles and noodles. Snippet of whippet. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, this one, Collie hit by a trolley. Oh, that's a little too sad. Yeah, well. German Shepherd Pie, I like that one. That, that sounds shepherd delicious. I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there was a German Shepherd in my neighborhood I grew up that was named Satan. Are you serious? Yeah, and he was terrifying. Yeah. And he was always trying to eat me. So uh, if you make him into a German Shepherd Pie and, and uh, you know, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, let's yeah. get after it. Yeah, let's I, do it. I, I don't mind Satan disappearing. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Into, a, into a German shepherd pie. How about a roast? How about a round of hound? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, you know, uh, they're, they, they're running a special right now. Uh, uh-huh. Guess that mess. Uh, if you can guess what it is, you eat it for free. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That, that mystery meat. Mystery meat, but yeah. You don't have to eat just dog. I mean, there's other, other okay. dishes. Yeah. There's rack of raccoon. Oh, right. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. A smear of deer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> some roadkill deer. Some yeah. awesome possum. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, some uh, cheap sheep. Or just a good old road pizza. <laughs> yeah, I road. guess that's probably that's just... part a, of the mystery. All different yeah. kinds of stuff. The road on pizza. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> There's the chicken that didn't cross the road. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, and also the flat cat. <laughs> single Served on a single stack. So uh, oh, you can get a, a single flat cat or you can get them served in, up, in the yeah. stack like a, like, like a stack of pancakes. Right, right. Yeah. Um, centerline bovine. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes real good straight from the hood. That's right. <laughs> Scrape it up the hood and serve it up. Or if you like a taste of the wild side, they have yeah. a chunk of skunk. Oh, that's mm. that's a little bit a little too wild for me. I might uh, I might go for the uh, mashed moose meatballs. Okay, a smidgen of pigeon. Pigeon, it's a small. It's just like this is for the lighter a smidgen, the, the of lighter pigeon. diet. You yes, know, like this is a, it's a, a smidgen of pigeon. That's like an hors d'oeuvre. It's a yeah. starter. Right. Yeah. Along yeah. with that is a splat of rat. Again, not much there. Not much there, and and you know, yeah, kind of gross. For but, dessert, I might go with the uh, road toad a la mode. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh huh. Because <laughs> they, they could be real flat too. You could stack them up. I they bet. can. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, shake and bake snake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, depends on how what kind of snake it was. Whether mm. that's going to be a full meal or not. Um, uh, something that's a little bit hardier would be the whippoorwill on a grill. Yeah, okay, well, at least it's being grilled. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. And whippoorwills can get pretty big. You, you, you might have some serious meat on that. Wow. Hmm. Depending on how they're cooked what or how, is, how it was hit, I guess. Uh, what is whippoorwill? It's a it's a kind of bird. It's a pretty large bird, is I it? think. Huh. I think. Huh. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I don't know. What is a whippoorwill? Now that I'm... I thought, it was, it. I thought it was like a big crane. I'm looking I, it up. I don't know. Okay. What but else it, do they have on this it's menu? It's being grilled. Um, there is rigamortis tortoise, uh-huh. <laughs> aged to perfection. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's narrow, sparrow. No, the whippoorwill is a small bird. I'm thinking of something totally different. This is like yeah. a finch Again, or a sparrow. Again, for the light diet. Yeah, that's for the light yeah. diet. Okay, all right. Uh, thumper a la bumper. Oh, yeah, nice. Thumper a la bumper. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay. Yeah, so, you know, I just thought we would... Uh, Highlight to people out there that the, the the Roadkill Cafe menu is available online. You kill it, we grill it. You know, of all these things, I think that my favorite, you know, the chicken that didn't cross the road actually looks pretty good. Uh-huh. But the poodles and noodles um, caught my attention as well. Yep, yep. I don't know, German Shepherd Pie. It, you I know, think that's my favorite. The yep. German Shepherd Pie. So not only did I have to contend with Satan as a kid walking yeah. to the bus stop and yeah, yeah, growling yeah. and barking and uh-huh. going nuts. Um, but there was a German Shepherd that lived next to me in St. Louis, if you remember. Oh, yeah. That thing was brutal. Yeah. But I, I had learned a few tricks by then. Okay. And I got an air horn, Uh huh. and I taught that dog not to bark at me. Yeah, boy. Because um, I would blast that air horn. And you could bark louder. And, uh, you, you know, yeah. I mean, that it scared him to death. Yeah. And he learned when he saw me that, that my bark was, was much more vicious. Yes, yes. But I would still make German Shepherd pie out of him. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then I had a German Shepherd bite me in the leg. What? Yep. I was on an estimate at a guy's house, German Shepherd, big one. Uh-huh. Won't let me out of the car. And I'm sitting there, I start beeping the horn, let him know I'm there, and the guy comes out and says, hey, you know, your dog yeah. looks aggressive. Yeah. Oh, no, no, they're fine, they're fine, he'll leave you alone. And we start walking around the house, and I'm looking at the house, and the dog sneaks up on me and bites me in the calf. Mm. Rips my pants, rips mm. my leg. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Let's make some German Shepherd pie out of that beast. Yeah, boy. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Sorry if you love German Shepherds. I've not had good experiences with three. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm over for three on You're them. Oh, for three. Yeah. You don't. You've not known any other German Shepherds. Um, I have seen them around where I thought, oh, this dog's friendly or this yeah. dog's kind of cool, but yeah. uh, not really like close to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like like next door, like walking to the bus stop every day, and yeah. Satan's yeah. going nuts. Yeah. You know, right. <laughs> he's he's roaming back and forth looking for a soul to kill. Oh know? my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that's awful. That's yeah. awful. Uh, they, they named him right. Well, fair yeah, enough. That's, that's the correct name. Fair enough. Thanks for listening to the Hopper Podcast. Let's keep the conversation going about things that matter and things that don't. You got corrections, comments, questions, queries, complaints, or a great story? Look for the show notes for this episode on your podcasting app and find ways to join the conversation. Try to keep it clean, and if you do, we'll probably feature you in an upcoming episode. And hey, we're just two guys here. We're trying to build the Hopper community. That was a great episode, wasn't it? It sure was. It was so good that I threw up in my mouth just a little bit. That, that was good? Oh, yeah. All right. Hey, listen, it was good. So tell somebody about it. Tell them what you learned. Tell them how they can listen to it themselves. And if they, if you can't think of anyone who would enjoy this episode, you need to get out and make some more friends. 
All right, Dave, what's the lesson that we should take away from this week's episode? Never wear a European man panty or a wiener bikini or also known as a banana hammock. Never do that. You have been emphasizing that a lot recently. Willie, are you listening to me? Don't ever, <laughs> ever do that again. 